0: Welcome to build your dream network. I'm Kelly Hoey. I see people struggling to connect effectively all the time. So I created this podcast to help you master your network building needs. Whether you're seeking a new job, looking for a promotion or scaling your business, you need a network and you're in the right place to get the advice you need. And don't worry, My advice is real, it's actionable and practical, because it's the advice I follow and is what has transformed my career from the traditional to the unexpected. So let's get started. For fun and variety this week on the podcast, a conversation with author Maxie McCoy. Maxie is the author of You're Not Lost. This conversation also aired on the podcast Books Connect Us, which is a cool new podcast from Penguin Random House featuring interviews every week with amazing authors such as Liz Gilbert, Arlen Hamilton, Nick Stone, Taylor Jenkins-Reed, Eric Thomas, and many, many more. You can find Books Connect Us wherever you're listening to this podcast. And now, enjoy my discussion on choosing to lose yourself in your own career path and the immense power of connection with my friend and fellow author, Maxie McCoy.
1: Hi, Kelly. Hey, Maxie. How you doing?
0: I'm Good. I'm, you know, remarkably well for, you know, the craziness of the world. Maybe that's something with age and experience. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: How are you doing? Well, I'm in my closet, so (laughs) there's that. But good. San Francisco's pretty calm given everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that is good. I like to hear that. Um, This is kind of fun that we get to have a conversation because we've known each other for a long time, and maybe that's a good place to start. It's
1: been almost a decade which feels bananas to me yeah. i remember the first time that, <laughs> i remember the first time i met you okay, don't, um, don't. because i was building communities for levo which you were an advisor and an investor in and i remember we had a conversation about girl scouts which given my cookie obsession this year feels really appropriate
0: oh yeah oh, and and as soon as you said a decade ago I'm like, oh yeah, that was like going down to Union Square and the startup space and yeah when I had the startup accelerator it just that seems like
1: forever a lifetime ago, ago. I know you were um, such and have always been such an amazing mentor of mine so I'm excited about this conversation because you fast forward almost a decade and we both have books with the same publisher and the same imprint and the same editor and the same agent um at the time which is just uh, basically that makes me look like um the person who just wants to grow up and be you which is not entirely untrue
0: it's it's the other way around (laughs) like you know because i always think there's these things as mutual mentoring and it is and i also think you know we think about it's like think about the pattern also here Um, let me think We have, shout out to Brandy, shout out to Stephanie, shout out to Lauren, like all these great women that we get to work with. I know. To make our own dreams come
1: true. I know. Speaking of dreams, all the dreams, uh, (laughs) build your dream network. You know, I know know that uh, you have been In it with all of that wisdom over the past few years, and you have written a book that is bringing just so much light to people and how they connect with others. But what's keeping your spirits high right now?
0: Oh, what's keeping my, so I'm, um, so I live alone. I haven't killed my plants. That's sort of been a-, a, a I have killed all of mine. <laughs> highlight of, of right now, I have not killed my plants, including the two that a friend left with me, which was a bit of a concern oh. that I might've killed those. Uh, what's keeping my spirits high? Um, communities have been keeping my spirits high, um, and creative mornings that I talk about in my book, that generosity of that community, watching how they're behaving online and helping each other has been amazing. But as I noted, I live alone. Um, I've been cooking a lot. So, um, cookbooks and and trying recipes a lot of um i want to say slow mm. cooking of um like the long cooked vegetables like things like that have, yeah. have been doing that and you know as as anyone who lives alone knows it's like you know cooking for yourself can be cooking you know, for one <laughs> i hate it
1: i just actually hate it but but now it's therapy
0: yeah and 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 so for that that's been keeping my spirits high uh and reading um does because as you have discovered when we talked before recording this podcast i do not have a tv and i (laughs) do not subscribe to any streaming services
1: honestly okay the first part of that, I'm like, yeah, girl, me too. Like, I love that I'm your kind of weirdo with that. I don't have a TV. The not having streaming services just really pushes me over the edge in awe of you because dang, I'm loving some Netflix right now. I even got myself this little capsule projector because in all of this lockdown, and it's sort of what you're saying with cooking too. I've done, I've been doing a lot of baking, which is, not great for my hips, but like, you know, screw it. Um, and I love it because your hands are in something, your eyes are on something that's not a digital device. And that was part of why I bought the projector because I was like, I cannot look at these devices anymore when I'm just going to kind of chill out and watch Love is Blind. Um, I need it up on a wall. So yeah. I'll let you know how that goes.
0: Yeah, let me know how it goes. You know, at some point, uh, you know, we, I, I truly believe this, we will, travel again and do things and that's when I yeah. that's when I binge watch. I know lots of people back in the day when they would travel, they would get on a plane with an agenda of what they wanted to accomplish. And I kind of follow my friend Monica Parker's advice of just, you know, you just get on a plane and yeah. and no agenda whatever and if I feel like sleeping, I'm going to sleep. If I'm going to binge watch, you know, television, I'm going to binge watch all the shows I clearly haven't watched, or I might actually do some work, but I don't go on a plane with any agenda. I just kind of like, what is it I feel like?
1: Can we talk about that agenda thing for a second, though? Because I think in this current experience that we're all going through, it feels like everybody has a bucket list agenda of what to do with, you know, the time or the change or the being at home. And I'm like, why does everything have to be about Productivity. Why does it have to be about making our dreams come true during lockdown? Like, why can't this just be hard, and we cook some things or watch some things or do absolutely nothing? I don't know. I've, I've felt like so much resistance in a way to the hustle culture that I've never. I've always had a little bit of an eye on, but I really feel the resistance now.
0: Well, we all respond to. I want to say crisis in different ways. Yeah. And there's no, and until that moment happens, we don't know how we're going to respond. So there's should be no shame or kind of you should have, there shouldn't be any anxiety yeah. in terms of not, you know, keeping up with the Joneses in terms of productivity. I mean, frankly, my year started at a different cadence and pace than it had in the past. And so in some ways, by the time we hit lockdown, down uh in March I'd already sort of worked through some of the you know kind of oh shoot where's the next speaking Mm -hmm. gig where's the next like that anxiety that that sort of FOMO and hustle culture BS that we can get into as being authors and speakers and all that kind of stuff I had already kind of worked through some of that for lack of a better term, crap. The settling. Uh, Yeah, just like settling into your own crap.
1: I use a different word in my book, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to keep this polite. Same, Um, same, same. So so I'm, you know, holding off. You know, I heard a great expression this morning is sort of like right now, like all of our individual snow globes, like the snow is like settling in the snow globe and we can see what's important to us individually. But I had that earlier in the year. So right now I would say to some people they could be having the like the well does she ever stop she's being so productive but i'd already worked through some of this sort of anxious like whatever like what's kind of stuff
1: what helped you like what helped you be okay with what you were seeing when the snow of that globe stopped Um, since you were ahead of all of us yeah
0: you know what it's it's um I think this is where you know, and this is probably at a point where you know both of our books sort of have this convergence mm-hmm. of um, getting uh, you know maybe some of this is the wisdom of experience, um, but clearly not that much experience since I still have anxiety and FOMO at times. Uh, but the kind of uh, stopping and hold on a minute here, mm-hmm. you know. What- Reality. What is it that um, I'm really being nervous and anxious about? Manufacturing. Um, right. L- this is my career path. Yes, there may be elements of other people's paths that I want to emulate, but I can't mimic. Um, this is, you know, everyone is is unique. Nothing is linear, and um, I also had to kind of go back to what are some of the things. I've been saying to people and I kept saying to them you know Dream Network still has more life Um, I have content um, worksheets like so much stuff that my amazing illustrator and I created when the book came out just before the book came out that hasn't seen the light of day and I keep saying to people oh yeah it's got so much more life and finally I had to look in the mirror and go um, maybe it's time to give it life, Kelly. Now's
1: the time <laughs> to do it now that the blizzard has stopped. No. It's funny that you say that because I remember, you know, when I was going through the deal process for You're Not Lost, which is my book, uh, you were telling me, I wish everyone could read yours first because if they know where it is that they're trying to go, the general direction, the up it would make networking that much, and that question always sits with me about that inner star to works works of books um because connection really does become meaningful indeed you know who it is you are and what you're here to deliver and so when the snow falls you know, we have a little bit more of clarity around what that is. I mean, I
0: always think of your book, and I thought of this, um, yeah, when I was reading it, when I had, you know, the galley and and the rest of it, I wish I had had it in my 20s, because I remember just being so anxious and frustrated that my career wasn't progressing mm-hmm. as fast as it should have been in comparison to other people. And upon reflection, I think I would have looked back like I had a you know I had some great experiences, um, some great opportunities, uh, no regrets in that regard. But I think there is more I would have personally enjoyed.
1: Yeah, maybe I had
0: shed that kind of knot in my stomach if I had been like, okay, listen. You're not lost, Kelly. Yeah, your career is moving at a different pace and, and your own pace, right? It's going to blossom differently than yeah. someone else. Quit being so fixated on this linear corporate ladder, um, and maximize each and every opportunity in front of you. Because at some point, it will be your time, mm-hmm. at your time, mm-hmm. and it will reveal itself. And I think I would have had and it's so trusting much more fun that
1: right? Mm -hmm. It's trusting that. And I think, you know, one of the ways that I have found, I so appreciate you saying that because you're the exact type of person with, you know, an incredible tenured career who's done amazing stuff and looking back, it all connects, but probably looking forward, if you told your 20 year old self, this is how it was going to play out. You'd be like, ah, no way. And (laughs) <laughs> right? It's my favorite question to ask, though, because I think it really sheds light when you are earlier on in your career, and you're obsessed with certainty, and you're obsessed with where it's all going, and that linear path, and the achievements, and the goal setting. When you talk to women like yourself and say, would you ever have imagined that this is where you'd be? Your answer would be,
0: No 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 but maybe no, probably with a profanity with, yeah with a no F, there. No. <laughs> no right? F, a lot no. of stars no right well and also too there's this element of if you had said to my 20 year old self you're going to write a book and you're going to be published i would have been on the floor laughing i mean i grew up when i think writing uh i think of like i'm gonna say great authors like or great authors in my opinion and i grew up reading. Margaret Atwood and I, Alison Rowe and Robert. Can, can and David. I
1: insert on yeah. Margaret Atwood real quick? Obviously, we know her, we love her, *Handmaid's Tale*. I had no idea how many books she had written.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's written a few. So, um, so being Canadian, I would, and I'm just rattled off Canadian authors. Uh, Michael Ondaatje, another one. But, yeah. um, but yes. So, so um, uh, she's written so many books. My mother went back to college when. Um, I was probably 12, 13, maybe a little earlier than that, but I'm just sort of remembering. And she had a bookshelf of all the books she was reading in her university courses. And it was basically, you you could read whatever. And she must have been doing like a feminist literature or something. She had a moment. Uh, well, her, of a her, lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there was an entire shelf of like Margaret Atwood. And it's funny, I have a habit of binge reading authors. So That's, I remember when, you know, so I, I, I binged read like every, like you find one book and I binge read them all. So I like, I remember I read all Margaret Atwood when I was sort of like 12, 13, yeah. like everything my mother had. And I remember when I was in uh, law school, like binge reading Kurt Vonnegut because someone, you know, put me on, you know, and um, you know, right now I'm doing a binge read of, of Zadie Smith because I am way behind in hers because it's been a long time since White Teeth and uh, that was like a pivotal book for me Uh, but um, yeah so I want to think about writing I would never imagine never imagine because you
1: didn't consider yourself a writer you just considered yourself an obsessive reader of great works and authors and
0: well I sort of I put them up there on this pedestal and sort of like Mm -hmm. I kind of like like
1: who who, who gave me the the the
0: banner and the crown and the book and put me on the author pedestal like it's kind of funny (laughs)
1: it's awesome it's I mean it's true because i think I think we do that in all kinds of areas of our life in terms of wanting to move into a new dimension, a new experience, but then we, for whatever reason compare you know our starting time with someone's end of the finish line, their expertise. you know I just heard uh, Julia Cameron give a podcast about um a great director, It's the name is losing me now, but she was like, I watched his work at the very beginning and you would have been like, you should probably just go be an accountant, stop making movies, right? And it's, you know, we do that when we read these great published books and then think that we can never do that because we're looking at their end game versus just looking at maybe where they started, the essays that never made it anywhere. I don't know, Kelly, if you yeah. ever go back and look at your first draft of your book proposal. Have you Um, ever done it?
0: Yeah, I actually, I I have uh, because I was, I was mentored by some friends um, on how to write a book proposal. So I sort of have I have a version of mine that, I will mentor others with so with. I do yeah. look at it and and it is a reminder of sort of um like it's an encapsulation of so so much but this is like it, it, you're, you're so, so hitting the nail on the head like you, you never sort of see all these pieces come together and then you look back and go oh that's why I did those things right that's it why all I'm makes logged.
1: so much sense yeah I don't my favorite I have looked back at my proposal and I'm like lol it was good the one that got sold but the one that i started with that i had people like you initially look at is like a big lol my favorite thing to do though is i you know i've been writing on the internet blogging um i guess some would call it <laughs> yeah. uh, since 2012 and i remember one of my first blog posts is what a cinnamon roll can teach you about life and i mean come on first of all, because that's ridiculous. But second of all, it really, I don't delete it. I don't take it off WordPress. Literally anyone listening could go find it right now and see this ridiculousness for what it is. But I really appreciate it because it helps me appreciate myself that, you know, you just kind of have to put crap out there. And eventually, you know, eventually it turns into something, but if you're not showing up for any of it, it's never going to get to where you want it to get.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I think I think listening to you talk, I'm sort of thinking like, why didn't I? And we got to go back to when I think about growing up. So here's another thing in terms, maybe in some ways of of where I'm at right now, and maybe the productivity. Let me put some context here. I graduated from high school. There was a recession. I graduated from university. There was a recession. I graduated from law school. There was a recession. I changed jobs in 2000 two okay post 911 there was a downturn i i stepped out of having full time job employment in 2009 which was post financial crisis so i had this weird like habit of i want to say changing things during uncertain times. But if I go back and- It's like kind of your thing. Kind of, well, yeah, not kind of your I, thing. But, but some of it's shedding a mindset because when I go back, you know, I would have been told that writing wasn't a real career. Being an mm. author wasn't for people like me and that I needed to have secure employment. And this is where, you know, being the good middle child, go off to university, get a job, like- you know, keep your head down, do good work, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's funny how long it kind of takes to shed those lessons that have been kind of padded around you by well-intentioned family members, people who love you, and to break out of that. And, you know, that kind of comes back to, you know, you're not lost. And yeah. to know that if you do have these feelings, even if your community, you know, is it, is it your closest community isn't isn't sharing that. But I wanted to ask you, like a big part of your book is about reflection, and we've yeah. kind of been talking about that, but how can that help us right now? In your I, well, mind? I think
1: you just actually said it. You talked about, you know, all these things from your past that inform basically the simple understanding that it's all going to work out. It's actually one of my my favorite exercises to do for myself in times of Uncertainty and in times of change, you know, when you're wanting either to expand, when you're wanting to take a step that you've never taken before, when you're wanting to make a change so that you're getting closer to these things and these moments that energize you instead of, you know, a 20 point goal plan, is to just look back. We have so many answers behind us about, you know, if you look at all the times that you were scared out of your mind, and I have so many moments from my own experiences and my own transitions and and you know i've just had to employ this very reflection tactic in the past week is to look back at all the times that you were scared to make the change and ask yourself how did it all work out because what you find like you just said you know all these great um, national moments of uncertainty you could take and just stay, stay in your lane, stay where you are and, and, and never take the risk. I think there's an importance of calculated risk first of all, which that's like a whole other podcast, but yeah, I I think taking, taking the time to just look back and understand how you made it through the things that you employed, the people who are your support system and taking yourself through those moments of fear in the past will help you, keep moving and keep stepping of the fear that you're perceiving in the future exactly like what you were just saying
0: you know, it's, it's I, again thinking of the intersection of our our two books is you know as I, when i look back and think about it and, wh- and why i made changes and why i decided finally to write a book was again what was it my network was seeing and asking from me. And so, you know, right now I would say to people, if they're sitting there thinking, oh, I, you know, what am I gonna reflect on? Like reflect on what your network asks, asks of, you of you and from you. And is it what you want to be asked for or are you, being tapped for something that you're like, like you're brushing aside, like it's so easy for you to do. Mm -hmm. That might, that might be your secret sauce. That Mm -hmm. might be the thing that transforms your career and creates it into something or the life that, that you want to be having. And you've overlooked it because it is just so natural and obvious to what you do.
1: You have so many gems just like that littered throughout your book and incredible case studies and stories of other women other community builders other connectors when you're you know now a few years into having all of these conversations and you know we were talking about this this of sometimes we get a little bit nervous to go back to our own books because it's like oh shoot what did I say? Maybe. Uh, is it dumb? Is it tone deaf? Yeah. But I'm so curious. Kelly just, uh, held up her book that has a million post-it notes on it. Um, I don't have that because I always give my books away. Like, I'm like, sorry about the notes inside, but like here, take it. It's like, it's, I need to do what you do. But what I want to know from you is what, what advice from your book do you feel like has gotten better and more relevant with age? An age of your book, not age of your.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Age is good, like
1: a great wine. You've got yeah, yeah. great you know pages. What? It's,
0: I go back to that sort of cliche quote. It's a privilege not everybody has. So um, I will. I am quite happy with age. Um, I you know what? I, I what, as soon as you're asking a question, I always think of this, and it, it's holding true. Is um like how do you show up for your network every day? because that's what we're seeing right now. Um, The surprise email that you get or someone hitting you up in an in-mail or a tweet or a phone call, crazy thing. And even if it's someone you haven't heard, like you haven't physically worked with them in a long time or you haven't seen them in a long time, But the rush of like the past good memories is so phenomenal. And so how do you show up every day for your network? Not the big events, not the grand gestures, the little things. Every little
1: moments. It's so funny. I'm actually getting, I don't know why, goosebumps as you're saying that. Because (laughs) you're talking, I'm thinking about my own life like a really good listener. And I'm thinking about, you know, in the past six weeks, the amount of Um, I've had probably three or four text messages from people who I would say are collaborators. They're not, um, they're not dear friends. They're not people in the ins and outs of my life, but they sent really lovely text messages to me, checking in on me, saying they're thinking of me. And I was like, first of all, I need to be doing this for other people. Because to your point about the memories that come flooding, I was thinking about, the great things we've collaborated on, how much that meant to me, how much like, I can't wait to work with them again. And then they continue to be even, you know, six weeks later, so top of mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's We forget. It's like, it's the little things. It was, you so, know, think back in the day when we went into offices, like the person who held the elevator door, you know, the, the person who I don't know, poured your coffee, like the the, the security guard who greeted you, yeah. those little human moments. And that's what people, you know, in terms of the whole thing of building your dream network, it's like, you know, it's not like how you throw out business cards and schmooze and do all that kind of BS. It's like, how are you human? And so that's that's, when I think about my book, that piece of it is keeps like yeah, itself, blossoming.
1: It's interesting because you, as you're talking about the small moments, it's the it's why our books um, are such sister friends. Is because, you know, all through you're not lost. The thing that I continued to hammer home is in this achievement culture, the success culture. Quit looking at the, you know, at the end game, at the final goal. It's not going to do anything other than leave you unfulfilled, the way that you get to anywhere you want to be is in the small actions, the small steps, the class that you sign up for the, you know, the hobby you try on, not because you think it's going to get you somewhere, but just because it's aligned with what matters and lights you up right now. And it's all small stuff. It's, It's not the big stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny to it talk about so much about goals and build your dream network and, and having your networking focused towards your goal. But in so many ways, it's about, like, what's your North Star?
1: Yeah. Because
0: if I look back at my career and, and unpack, my North Star has always been, how can I help other people succeed? Mm-hmm. My North Star wasn't, how do I become a partner in a corporate law firm? Like that Just was just one puzzle piece that always, so I always think about, okay, what's, you know, almost in the Simon Sinek way, what's, what's your why, your what's why? your North yeah. Star, what's your big goal in life in terms of, you know, what's, what's, what's the thing that you want people to talk about if you got a big award yeah. or won a prize, if they had a trophy for this, and you won it, what would it be? And, and think about everything you take on.
1: Does it, does it self-push me in yeah, that Yeah, direction? direction, like you literally said it, the way that I like to you know, define that difference is the difference between destination and direction, like going in the general right direction versus having to get to the exact location at the exact other part of the state. And it's like, no, that's going to fail you. But if you're going in the general direction that, that lights you up, you're, you know, you're going to end, it sounds like so cheesy, but you'll, you actually will enjoy the way a little bit more. Yes.
0: Back to where we started. I wish I had your book when I was in my twenties. Is there any wisdom in your book you'd like to relearn?
1: Oh gosh. I liking (laughs) to relearn and having had to relearn uh, are two very different things. And mine has been more of the like being forced to relearn. I, I am fine talking about this now, but it took me probably, Three or four months, um, but you know, when when you're not lost came out, the really unbelievably ironic thing is that for the first time since in many many years, and in the process of writing it and building communities and and building my own brand, I felt very lost myself after the book came out because I kind of fell back into that thing that holds us back, which is like, where is this all going? What am I doing next? What am I creating long term? I just, yeah, it, it uh I had to relearn my own lessons that it it isn't about the final destination. It's not about the next project. It's what are the emotions that are lighting me up? How do I do the absolute smallest thing about those right now and and trust where it's all leading. But you know, there is a little bit of the imposter syndrome and and then not wanting to share that with people and this like Book launch hangover—it was all the things, all the, and I had to things, relearn yeah. it fast. Luckily, yeah. I had my own book, <laughs> you know, we have it. And, and my, my network. You know, you
0: know, and I think about you know, for me, relearning. I'm there's an element of that right now of again, uh, and maybe that's where we you know some of where we started like that that time earlier this year where I had to say stop, pause. What does my network see and need from me? Because the answer to what I do next. Is there not in looking at what other people are doing, and so
1: a you know, woman, Kelly, <laughs> a woman. I think that's the most perfect place to end.
0: Yeah, there. So there it is. This has there been so much
1: fun. It's I'm been thinking, such oh, a delight. I hope everybody goes and reads your book, Build Your Dream Network. I
0: think they need the sister books to go together. They, they need books, the sister you know, books. Pink and, pink and blue sit there next to each other. Yeah. they on a bookshelf. I love it. Thank you for listening to Build Your Dream Network. Stay connected and don't miss a networking insight by subscribing to the podcast. And while you're there, I'd love you to rate and review the show too. Are you looking for more networking advice? Pick up a copy of my book, Build Your Dream Network. It's your guide to modern networking. I'd like to hear your networking questions, tips, and ideas. Connect with me via my website, jkellyhoey.co You'll find links to all my social media accounts, plus a contact form to email me your questions. I'm Kelly Hoey, and I'll be back again next week to tackle your networking challenges.